Hello, my listeners. I just wanted to pop in here quick and let you know that The Kate Show was recently named an iTunes Top 200 Podcast. This came as a surprise to me because I am pretty new to the podcasting world, but I am so humbled and so thrilled that on average, 3,000 of you listen in every single month. So because of that, The Kate Show is now accepting advertisers and sponsors. And if you are interested in working with us in this way, we view it as a long-term collaboration. So if you're interested, head over to katethesocialite.com and click on the podcast section in the menu. There you'll find the different advertising options available to you. And just as a heads up, We, meaning me and my team, are very selective about who we allow on the show as a guest, an advertiser, or a sponsor, so you will have to complete an application process. This is because we value our audience so much that we have no intention of spamming them with ads or promoting things that really wouldn't be a good fit for them. But if you have a product or service that would serve the home industry, make their lives easier, and empower them to run their businesses more efficiently, we should definitely have a chat. So head over to KateTheSocialite.com and click on the podcast in the menu. Welcome to The Kate Show, a weekly marketing podcast for interior designers and home stagers. Hosted by author, entrepreneur, and marketing consultant, Kate The Socialite. Each week, you'll learn helpful tips on how to make social media easier, how to grow your mailing list, and how to simplify every area of marketing and advertising your business. With her blunt, no-fluff approach, Kate stands up for business owners who want real results in their marketing but have limited time or resources. And now, please welcome your host, Kate the Socialite. Hello and welcome to The Kate Show. Today we're talking all about four ways to make smart marketing decisions. And I just want to be honest with you guys, I am not sharing this episode and these tips because I have it all figured out. In fact, it's quite the opposite. I am still struggling with being indecisive and overthinking decisions in my own business. And when I work with clients on a one-on-one basis, I see that I'm certainly not the only one. So today I want to share with you the four-step process that I go through to make sure that I don't regret every decision that I make. And it's important to understand that it is absolutely impossible for us to run our businesses while making zero mistakes. Mistakes happen. That is just a rite of passage. And anyone who tells you they've never made a mistake in their business is probably making one right now. And the worst part is they're probably not even aware of it. So if you've made a mistake in your business recently, give yourself a little pat on the back because we're going to talk today about how you can avoid making those mistakes while continuing to move forward. Because I've found that making a mistake in business can leave us a little bit paralyzed. It can leave us afraid to make another choice in our business because we're afraid of, again, making the wrong one. And that's completely understandable, but we can't let that fear paralyze us because when we get paralyzed, so does the growth of our business, which is why it is especially important when marketing our businesses to be able to react efficiently to decisions that need to be made and to move forward without guilt, remorse, or regret. So let's get started. Let's talk about what exactly overthinking looks like because I know we could each describe it a little differently. For me, it simply means that 
if I'm overthinking something, I am not able to give a definite answer right away. And I end up ignoring that decision. I will put it off. I'll think I don't need to make that choice right now. I just don't want to deal with it. And then I actually end up thinking about it all the time. And it distracts me from the other things that need my attention in my business at the moment. So you guys can already see where this is going, right? If you put off a decision because you just don't want to deal with it and think it through, it is actually going to steal a lot of your brain power and your energy and your creativity creativity. And since many of us are creative entrepreneurs, including myself, it's very important that we protect our creativity. So when I'm going through my overthinking process, I find myself needing to ask everyone's opinion. Should I do A or should I do B? Or do you think there is a third option that I should consider? I will ask my husband and my business coach and my mom. And there's nothing wrong with asking all of those people. But what I have found is I really need to limit my advisors to two people. And they might be different people each time. For example, if I have a question about something that is health related, I would ask my mom and my naturopath doctor. But if I have a question about something in my business, I would ask my business coach and my husband. Now, I don't mean that everyone should rely on their spouse for business advice, but if you are like me and you've been blessed with a spouse who just gets business and fully understands your business, then they can be a great person to go to when you are struggling with a decision. But do not go ask the neighbor, the grocery store clerk, and the librarian because those people are not invested in your business. They do not understand the implications that these potential outcomes would have on you and your business. So it is important to choose your advisors wisely. So yes, you have to make a few decisions in order to get someone to help you make those bigger decisions. But that's part of running a business. We have to make decisions every single day. So it is good to get a process in place so that we're not constantly tripping over our own indecisiveness. Okay guys, so when you narrow down exactly what your options are, you need to make sure that you are asking the right people for help, but that's easier said than done. So let's talk about the impact of overthinking, especially overthinking our marketing and what that does to our businesses. So if I'm being totally honest, I spend months mulling over decisions about my business before I ever verbalize them. So no other human being even knows I am considering these options until I finally decide after three or four months to say something about it and start getting the advice from those two trusted people. But as we both know, not all decisions have the luxury of being pondered for months upon months. In fact, there are a lot of decisions that we have to make pretty quickly. There has to be a short turnaround time. And what I have found in my own business and watching the businesses of others, if we have a slow reaction time to decisions that need to be made, whether it's with our marketing or our financials, our business growth will slow down too. And it's because our business success and failure 
absolutely 100% depends on us as the business owners. So if I'm presented with a choice such as should I remain an LLC or should I become an S Corp, I chose the S Corp by the way, I was presented with a financial decision because it directly impacts the tax burden of my business. And there are so many other decisions much more important than even that one. But that one had to be made quickly because the proper paperwork had to be filed with the IRS because the IRS has very strict deadlines. And then we have to start planning for taxes according to these new sets of rules. So that is something that I had to make quickly. And Thankfully, it was a no-brainer for me because I have a very good CPA, I have an excellent bookkeeper, and those people were well-equipped to explain to me the pros and cons of this decision, and then I was able to move forward with confidence. But there is the other side to that coin. When I drag out a decision that really should have been made two weeks ago, and I'm still mulling over the options and hiding from it, then things start to suffer, things start to fall apart. Not only is my creativity drained because I'm constantly distracted by this decision I don't want to make, but I am also affecting my business in the marketing and financially because when I, when I and when you are distracted and a little less creative, we can't put 100% of ourselves out there anymore. We are being held back because there's one part of our business that just feels like it's gripping us by the throat and saying, hey, you can't do anything until you make this decision. And honestly, that is true, which is why there is a huge impact on our businesses as a result of us being indecisive or overthinking certain things. And I have found that all that does is create anxiety and lower confidence. Those are two huge problems you do not want anywhere in your business. So if you are struggling with worry and if you don't feel very confident, you likely are also having a huge problem with making decisions efficiently. And unfortunately, that also shows a lack of understanding in your business, whether it's your business as a whole or just that certain category of your business. Like if you are indecisive about which marketing platform you should use, should I do Facebook? Should I do Instagram? I don't know. And then you go back and forth for a long time. And as a result, you don't do any of it and you don't put yourself out there on social media. Well, that means you're missing out on leads and yes, your business suffers from it. And what I have seen again and again is the people who have this conundrum about which social platform to be on to the point where it paralyzes them, it's only because they don't understand the differences between each platform and if they did, their decision would have been made instantly. So if you are struggling with a decision, it could just be because you don't have enough information around that topic, but it's not anyone else's job to provide you that information. You need to go seek it out. You can use Google or you can ask a trusted professional in that area. The other thing that this indicates is a lack of control over your business in general. And I say this in the nicest way possible because I have been there too. When you are hiding from decisions and you need everyone else's opinion before you dare make even the tiniest movement forward, you 
are not confident in yourself, you're not confident in your business's ability to rebound from any slight bad decision, and that means you don't know the full scope of your own business. So you need to sit down and outline exactly what your business is, and if you were to make a bad decision, what is the worst possible thing that could happen, and what would you do to help remedy that situation? Because I promise you, there is no such thing as a marketing emergency. There really is no choice you could make in marketing your business that would totally wipe out your client base or make people afraid to work with you. Unless, of course, you started posting super weird videos. That's the only thing I can think of. But even then, you could bounce back. So don't overthink it. If you are on Facebook and you're posting and then a month later you realize that you were posting the wrong thing the whole time and that you were attracting the wrong type of client, it's okay. You can get on a different path. You can change your trajectory. You do not have to beat yourself up. All you have to do is set it to the right course. Hey guys, just popping in here quick because I've got a question for you. Do you have a business partner? Do you have someone who is helping your business move the needle forward every single day? Well, if you're still looking for that special someone, look no further than Nancy Ganzikoffer. She's a business coach for interior designers and other creative entrepreneurs. Nancy understands the unique challenges you face when pursuing your dreams, and she'll help you develop your business identity, set goals, and manage your time. Now, if you're not part of her Facebook group, Actionable Entrepreneurs, you'll want to get in there right away. Nancy's there every single day, giving tips, support, and lessons to keep you taking action and moving forward in your business. Now, if you're ready to take a giant leap forward, get on her calendar for a strategy call. It's 50 minutes of straight business coaching, and you'll leave that session with clarity, goals, and a direction towards growth in your business. Head over to businesscoachnancy.com forward slash consult. Okay, enough of the backstory. Let's dive into the four-step process, four ways that you can make smart decisions in your business, whether it's about marketing or something else. So I'll tell you exactly what I do. I write down the possible options that I have in front of me, just whether they're two or three or more, I write them all down. And then I write down their expected outcomes. And of course, not everything will always go as planned, but there will be certain results or consequences as a result of certain decisions, such as if you change the tax status of your business, XYZ will happen. I mean, there's just certain things that are pretty much absolute. So if you are dealing with one of those absolute options in this decision that you're making, it'll make it even easier. So write down your options and write down what you expect to happen as a result. But then I also want you to write down what is the absolute worst thing that could happen if you chose that particular option, if you chose option A. And then do the same for option B and option C. But then go back and also write down the best case scenario that could come as a result of those options. And once you have all of those two or three options and their outcomes in front of you, just sit back, take a minute, and really listen to your gut instinct. I'm not trying to get all woo-woo on you, but I firmly believe that when humans were created, we were given far more intelligence than we give ourselves credit for. 
And there are some entrepreneurs out there like Tony Robbins or Marie Forleo who have totally nailed the skill of listening to their gut. So whether you call it listening to your gut or following your instinct, it doesn't matter. This is when you just need to sit and look at your options and think about how your body is responding to them because you do have a mind-body connection and you'll miss out on a lot of valuable intelligence if you ignore it. Now, I don't know if this is the case for everyone, but when I am faced with a decision and I am just not sure which one to go with, what I have noticed is If I stop and picture myself choosing option A, and then I stop and picture myself choosing option B, one of those options will make me feel sick. I mean, literally, like my stomach will just feel sick. And I have heard some other people have this ability as well. I don't know if it's a special gift or not. The ability to feel sick just by thinking about something. Hmm, That's super nifty, guys. But seriously, if you have some sort of weird sensation in your body, when you look at one option versus the other option, I think it's pretty clear which option you need to stay away from. But if only one out of three options is making you feel ill, then at least you're narrowing your options down to two. Now, I'm not saying that you should make all your decisions purely just based on your gut instinct, but I do think your gut instinct plays a very important role and it would be foolish to ignore it. I especially like the way Marie Forleo puts it. And if you guys don't know who she is, just go to YouTube and type in Marie Forleo. You will be absolutely enthralled and amazed. One thing that Marie says about making decisions and following your gut instinct is whether you feel expansive or closed in. So if you look at your options, option A and B, if one makes you feel like you're trapped, like you're stuck, like you're, you're closed in, that's likely not the right option. But if you look at option B and it makes you feel like open, like you lean forward as opposed to leaning back when you think about it, and it makes you excited even though it may still scare you, chances are that is the right decision. And I've tested this out in my own business with decisions, large and small, and I have found that it's pretty darn accurate. And I think that's just another amazing testament to the way we were created. We are highly intelligent beings and we need to recognize that. And we also need to recognize the fine line between only looking to our gut instinct for guidance and then looking to the advice of others. Because there are some extremes here. We could just never ask for advice, follow our gut instinct, make decisions, and then deal with whatever the outcomes are. Or we could go ask everyone and their cousin for advice and then never feel okay with any decision we made because honestly, at that point, people are just making decisions for us because we're out there taking a poll or conducting a vote on what decisions we should be making and in what way. So I'd like to find the middle ground. I write down my options, their possible outcomes, I listen to my gut instinct, I pray about it, and if you're a praying person, that's awesome. You'll find that it's going to help a lot, but if you're not a praying person, these tips will still be very helpful to you. So after I do all those things, I then go to two people who are relevant to the situation, and most of all, two people that I trust very much and who care about me and my business. 
when I ask these two people for their advice, it is under the understanding that I do not have to follow what they tell me. They are not my dictators, they are my advisors. And I want you guys to remember that as well. If someone gives you advice that sounds good at face value, but it also goes against your gut instinct or your vision for your business, it is completely okay for you to only follow half of their advice or to take it with a grain of salt. Or if you do fully trust them and you really are lost in every other way, then yeah, just follow exactly what they're telling you. Because if your advice is coming from a good source and a place of helpfulness, then they're not going to steer you wrong. Now, one other thing that I do is once I've made the decision, and this, guys, is the hardest part for me, to be quite honest, is dealing with the decision-making guilt. So it's easy to think that the anxiety we have after we make a decision means we should not have made that choice. But I found that that's simply not true. And if you are someone who is predisposed to false guilt, such as something bad happens to someone else and it had nothing to do with you, but you still feel guilty about it, that is something that is going to affect you on a personal level, not just in your business, and it's something that you'll have to work through. But if you find that it keeps popping up in your business, just remember that you do not have to go through your professional life feeling guilty after every decision that you make, even if that decision was incorrect. Because as the business owner, you will then be able to rebound from any mistake you make. And just because you feel guilty doesn't mean that you made a bad choice. It just means you have some anxiety. And that is very normal. It also means, though, that you probably need to take a little break, maybe take a walk outside or go cuddle with your pet. Do something that helps soothe you. That way you can get back to being creative and running your business with a clear head. Lastly, if you are dealing with a decision hangover and you're not feeling so good about the decision that you made, even if you know the decision itself was right, but maybe people reacted to it badly, or you just, you always overthink your decisions after you make them, just make sure that you keep that information to yourself and to one or two trusted friends or advisors. Do not go out in the world or out on social media and be like, oh, I just need to be vulnerable. I need to be real. I think I just did something I wasn't supposed to do. And I've seen people do this and they do call it being real. And sure, that is real, but there are certain things that you don't need to broadcast, such as your inability to confidently make a decision, move forward, and be done with it. So don't paint yourself in that light because that will not attract clients who are confident in your abilities if you aren't even confident in your own abilities. And it will also just totally rock the boat as far as your entire brand is concerned. So just remember, you do not need a sounding board for making a decision or for how you feel after a decision. You are responsible for the success and the failure of your business and you are going to do just fine. Until next time, guys, keep your marketing simple, keep your message clear, and please don't overthink things and don't let yourself fall prey to false guilt.
All right. Have a great one. Thanks for listening to The Kate Show. Please hit the subscribe button and share this episode with a business bestie who needs to grow her interior design or home staging firm. To inquire about our products and services, please visit us at katethesocialite.com. Until next time, keep your marketing simple and your message clear.